Hello, hello, my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. We are back. Yes, we are. And we are together again in this infinite podcast space to come together and connect with beautiful people that have an inspiring message for us. Isn't that what we need in our lives to be inspired? To be reminded about how powerful we are? Well, that's exactly what's gonna happen today. I am super stoked to have such a beautiful soul. You guys are gonna hear it in her voice. Her energy, her frequency is so full of love that it's just gonna trickle into your heart and it's gonna have a ripple effect in your whole life. And who are we speaking of? Well, Rhea Mana. Rhea Mana is a best-selling author, singer, sound healer, and visionary, working for the transformation of humanity and the planet. Thank you, sister. That's what we're all doing. We're all here to change the direction and the way that this world is going. We're collectively grabbing on to that steering wheel, and we're shifting it in a new direction by awakening ourselves, waking, awakening the power within us. And today, um, Rhea joins us to help us understand the power and the healing power that we have within our own throat. Something that has been lost, that we've, we've forgotten about, that we've been told, you can't sing, you don't sound good. You know, we're so scared to express ourselves through our voice, through our singing, through our words, that we oppress the very expression that we're here to express. Um, she has so many things going on. She has a bachelor's degree in philosophy, a master's degree in social work, and a master of divinity. She is a certified professional life coach, Reiki master, Nam yoga teacher, harmonium practitioner. She has had more than 25 years of immersed in multidisciplinary spiritual self-help and psychological fields uh, with emphasis on meditation, religious studies, native wisdom, traditions, transpersonal psychology, psychology, sound healing. I mean, I can go on and on. You are just going to hear this woman, this woman speak and you're going to feel it that she holds such beautiful power and wisdom. And you know what? She's here to remind us that we hold it too, no matter how many um, letters we have behind our name. It doesn't matter. What matters is she is here to help us evoke this incredible healing power we have within our own voice. Um, she's also the founder of the Songkeeper School, which I'm going to be a part of. So if you want to come join me, please do. Um, as I publish this, it is January 25th, Thursday. And it starts the Sunday. So don't worry if you're listening to this at another time, there's going to be more opportunities, but you can still come and join in. I'm going to have a link below so you can just learn about it, see what it's all about. I read it and I'm like, this is so for me. And I was so excited um, when I just had this conversation with her asking questions about the Songkeeper School. I was like, I just had, I knew she had to be on the podcast. I had to bring her message and her light to, to all of you. What an honor it is. Um, the Songkeeper School is a program of sacred singing, earth honoring, and ritual. Um, and what's so cool is she's the founder of Sing the World Awake, a motivational music movement and mindfulness experience for children. 
that provides social emotional learning, activates our highest potential, and deepens our relationship with themselves, each other, and the planet. <gasps> Love this. All right. Um, I could go on forever. This is this was such a beautiful conversation, and I am again so honored to bring it to this incredible community of women and mothers that are we're all banding together, you know? One message at a time, one inspiration, one heart spark at a time. And I'm just going to ask you, and I, I say this in the beginning of the podcast, like listen for the ahas, listen for your heart to activate. There's something for you here or you wouldn't be listening. All right, let's, uh, let's tune in. All right. I am so excited to be here with you, Rhea. Thank you so much for joining us on the Hippie Moms podcast. Oh, Becky, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Oh, I'm so excited. Just from our kind of pre-recording talk, there's going to be some really some magic that's going to come in this. And so my, I just want to just ask everyone, our listeners to open your heart. And there's, there's a beautiful message in here for you. And I know that because you're listening and to just tune in to when you have those little aha moments or you feel a little spark in your heart, there's something there for you. Um, okay. So let's begin first, Rhea, because we all love stories and we want to hear how you got to where you are. So tell us a little bit about you and kind of your, your journey on where you are now. Oh, thank you, Becky. Well, it's been a journey with my relationship with my voice and my authentic expression. Ever since I was little, I mean, I kind of came out singing. Before I could talk, I was singing and it was clear that that was my path, um, you know, at, on the playground, on the school bus. And as I got older, people would say, well, my parents in particular, you can't make a living from singing, so you have to figure out something else to do. So then I was in this like, you know, kind of confused place of like deep inquiry of well, what else am I going to do in my life? Because all I want to do is sing. Um, and so that took me through um, philosophy that took me through. I also had a deep love of spiritual traditions and culture. And so I traveled and I did some volunteer work in Africa. And uh, I learned a bit about sound healing along the way. I also witnessed the power of music in different cultures. It was something that was just a, a part of what they did. Every night while the sun was going down, they would gather and they would drum and dance and sing. And that was a way for community building and um, and connecting and, and honoring each other and the land. And, um, you know, through my journey, I, I got my master of social work. I also got married and had two children and um, got a master of divinity. And meanwhile, was kind of weaving this through with being a singer songwriter. I was living in New York City at the time and uh, and feeling like I had all these different pieces, but I didn't quite understand how they were meant to fit together. Mm. And it was actually when I sat in my first South American medicine ceremony that I heard the shaman sing healing. And this kind of light bulb went off that I knew that it, that it was so much more was possible with singing and sound vibration than I had previously thought. 
And it took me on this deep journey of understanding and studying with different South American traditions, both, um, you know, jungle traditions, mountain traditions, and seeing how they use their voice to honor the elementals, to honor the spirits of the land. And that this practice of singing to the earth was it was part of not only their everyday activities, but it was fundamental for the health and vitality of the crops, of the community, of the rainy season. And uh, and so as my journey continued, I started to be kind of guided by spirit in this recognition that there's this big world, this this world filled with so much aliveness, so much vitality that's here for us at each and every moment, communicating with us, healing us, taking our density, reminding us who we are. And it's available for us for to have relationship with it. And the way that I was shown is relationship through singing, going out into nature, singing to the land. So you know, I was, I've been in this dance and then when COVID shut everything down, I didn't have any more classes to teach or audiences to sing in front of. And I started singing in nature and I would sing to the trees and I started to feel them singing with me. And I recognized that all of life is singing praise to life itself. And we put ourselves in that field with that intention and that awareness, then it like it activates the healing mechanisms in our bodies and relaxes our nervous system and, and reminds us of what we know that we need to do both physiologically, but also in terms of our, our greater purpose, our greater life fulfillment and our greater happiness. So during that period, I was you know, kind of immersing myself in this connection with nature and getting interested in how sound impacts the natural world, sacred sites, temples, mountains. And then I received this calling spirit to start to say, okay, you got to go and sing to sacred mountains. And part of me was like, well, um, that sounds really nice, but you know, I have a job, I have things that I have to do. Like I can't possibly just like do that. And how am I going to make money from that? You know, it's such a sad state of affairs in the Western world that that's part of our questioning. Totally. <laughs> but after three months of hearing that solidly repeated in my in my heart, I quit my job and right away I was invited to lead a women's retreat at the Ko'ola Mountains in Hawaii. Then I was invited to lead a private retreat in the Grand Tetons. And then I was in the Chiricahua Mountains in Arizona and in Sedona. And through this, this pilgrimage and communion of singing with sacred mountains, the mountains started to remind me of how important it is to sing to the land. And mm. that at this time, with everything that's happening in the world, that we're being invited to come back to the heart of our mother, to the heart of our mother earth, mm. and sing to her to help her thrive and be her most magnificent self. And then that reflection is it invites our ourselves, our own hearts and spirits to come into our most magnificent version of ourselves. Mm. And isn't that what we all long for? Mm. Truly. And, and singing is just something that I think you, you hit, you said it earlier, you know, is that people are told, well, you can't make a living singing and that what's the purpose of singing if you can't make money 
or, or you're told young, like my, like my husband in third grade, you don't have a good voice. And so, or if anyone says that, then we're like, oh, that becomes us. And we've forgotten that we were talking about this earlier, how we have this, we have a voice, we have this vibrational creation in our throat that's quite healing to us. Is it, is it not? Can you talk a little bit around that? Absolutely. I mean, our voice is so healing to us, the sound of our own voice. It's said that when someone is is sick or sad, that one of the the things that we're longing for is the sound of our own voice. So mm -hmm. if we can listen to ourselves sing, um, it can be really soothing for our nervous system. And uh, in addition, singing was considered the first form of sound healing. Because when we sing, it resonates our sinuses, it vibrates our bones and has the capacity to transform our DNA. Because as we know from quantum physics, everything is vibration. So yes. we are vibration. And with that said, there's also been different traditions that map vibrational frequency as it corresponds to certain life circumstances, emotional health, even career choices. So we're this walking vibrational configuration and we don't recognize that we have much more power over our, when we look at it as not static and the stasis physical being, but this vibrational container that we can impact with, with our voice primarily, that's the number one way. Which is so cool because a lot of us think, well, I need to go and, and be by some singing bowl or some, you know, sound bowls, or I need to do these things to, to receive the healing. Yet we don't even know we have this untapped resource yes. that's right here. Yes, it's right there. And I mean, sound healing has been increasing in popularity and it's so wonderful. I mean, all the things, the binaural beats and the sound bowls and the gongs, but the thing with singing is we are able to take it from the inside out. Mm. And that's really where the change happens. I mean, they say that the most lasting form of healing is self-healing. Mm. So anything that we can take to the innermost depths of our being, that then echoes out and radiates out through our, not only our body, but through our life experience. Oh, that is so beautiful. And it doesn't cost us a thing. No. <laughs> Which is so cool because I know a lot of our mamas, we spend a lot of time and resources, you know, acquiring things that are going to support us. And there's, I, I truly believe, you know, the most valuable things that we have that really make an impact don't cost any money. Mm -hmm. So let's say we have someone listening and they're like, oh, I cannot sing. I don't have a good voice, right? They're working from that. Mm -hmm. that belief system. So how do we start to unravel that? Like how, how do you work with people to start to help them tap into that resource? Mm, such a beautiful question. I mean, I think the first recognition is just that singing isn't reserved only for this elite class of professionals mm -hmm. who are paid to do it. Yeah. That singing, I mean, you, I'm sure for the mothers listening, you will, we all know that when we sing to our baby, like, you know, what a beautiful moment of connection and 
communication and understanding, you know, singing to them and looking in their eyes and then their mirror neurons start activating and then they try to do it too. And it's just, you know, such a moment of connection and they're not thinking, oh, are you a professional? Um, I'm not really <laughs> sure. I don't really like it. You know, the babies, you know, they, they understand because also sound is a carrier of intention and mm -hmm. love, emotion. So when we use our voice and we're filling our heart with love, there's magic that comes out. So mm -hmm. I think the first step is just in recognizing that singing is for everyone. I mean, in native cultures, that was just a given. They would sing while they harvested, they would sing while they cooked, they would sing while they were sewing, they would sing for rites of passage, for the birth of a child, for the coming of age, um, for the, the passing out of this life. And it was just a natural, as natural as breathing and, and walking. So to bring that back to our awareness that singing is something that we're born to be doing. I think just that then makes maybe can invite people into feeling brave enough to, okay, let me let me see what I got here. And then just that curiosity is often um, the invitation down a road to some greater sense of fulfillment and purpose. Mm. So Joseph Campbell talks about the hero's journey. And in the hero's journey, we're like, you know, kind of going through life and, you know, doing the, the day to day, taking care of our responsibilities. And then all of a sudden, there's kind of this call to something different. And often then we kind of fight with it like, oh, I don't know, it just doesn't fit into the way I've done things before. But then when the hero finally heeds the call and goes out on the adventure, I mean, that's when the life lessons are learned. That's when the gifts are cultivated. And at this time in our world, I think we're seeing the collapse of prescribed notions of ways of being that there isn't this cookie cutter model of how we need to be as human beings. We're recognizing that each of us has a unique, like as unique as a fingerprint, unique mm. soul purpose and soul destiny that we're invited forward into by those little inklings of our heart. And it might be as simple as, you know what, I really wanna sing. And you know how often we shut ourselves down just as we've been shut down as children. You don't need to do that. That's not important. That's not going to get you money. That's not going to get dinner on the table. And when we can let go of some of those imposing values and belief systems and ways of operating and start to allow the flow to come through, we honestly have no idea where it will take us. Oh, that is so beautiful. I mean, it just, my heart, it's really resonated in my heart. Um, and, and just to, you know, share with the audience, like I've recently started to sing, you know, it's I, I just, and it started with humming, you know, and just starting to mm, like activate it and singing in the shower. And now it's like, I can't stop. It just brings me so much. Joy. My kids are like, mom, I'm like, I don't even care. This is, and you know what's beautiful? My kids are starting to hum. I hear them humming the same songs I'm singing. <laughs> so, I know it like just, it just warms my heart so much. And it's just such a beautiful resource that is untapped. And 
what a gift that we can now move through all, like you said, these false belief systems that keep us in this box like robots. Mm -hmm. And we can start to break free. And, and one of the ways is to begin to activate our voice and, and our own innate healing that's right here, just right in our throat. Right. I mean, even speaking to that is that our throat, you know, there's, for me, sound is connected to, I mean, all facets from the mundane to the deeply profound. And so it's said in mystical traditions that our throat is the seat of our creative capacity on a higher plane. You know, we as mothers, we've given birth to children, which comes through our sexual centers. But there's something that has been talked about, the power of the word, our ability to speak reality into creation. So we actually have a higher center of creation and a lower center, both of which are are super potent. You know, when we think about ideas or projects or visions, those are birthed into the world through our speaking them into the world. Mm. And of course, singing comes through our voice. It's this kind of melodic representation of the spoken word, but all with that same kind of ability to, I mean, as we sound into out loud, we're reverberating atoms, we're reverberating the air. And again, with quantum physics, it says that if a butterfly flaps its wings in one area, you could have a, a storm on the other side of the world. So what comes out of our mouth has great impact. So it's not just about singing, but it's also about this creative expression piece. Mm -hmm which I think so often, especially as women, we've been socialized, you know, you know, just you're very pretty, you know, just, you know, sit there and <laughs> be good, be yeah. quiet, keep it down. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so this is also something that we need to break out of the paradigm of because, you know, our world is like kind of on this runaway train into a, disa a disastrous future. And what I keep seeing is that in, in truth, in essence, we're fine as long as we activate our, our, our knowingness, our purpose, our creative gifts, because the world is riding on this now moment and what's possible to be created and to flow through us in this now moment. So, you know, singing then has so many more ramifications because it's about speaking your truth. Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful. And it's, it's like, liber it's liberating ourselves truly. I mean, in some, something that seems so simple as singing is truly a, a liberation and almost like standing, you know, in our power. And, and I will say for the short time that I've embraced my voice, I can't tell you how uh, the, um, I don't know, just how much more I feel like I'm living in my heart. Mm, you know, it just almost like helps me remember who I am. And, and I think we've just forgotten, you know, we've had amnesia. And now it's like time to awaken to these beautiful powers we have within us, our self-healing abilities. And to step into song and singing is, is, is so powerful. Hmm. Yes. And I think you're speaking to a few different things. One of which is, I don't know if you're familiar with heart math. Yes, I am. But please, would you explain it for the, the listeners? 
So HeartMath is a school of thought that have really studied the um, the the energy fields um, that come out of our our hearts versus our brains. Mm. We're kind of in our whole Western world is oriented around this mental power that we have, and this these studies see that there's a thyroidal field of energy that's like a big bubble kind of created from our heart and that this bubble is larger that extends from our heart than it is from our brain. Mm-hmm. And also neural cells, like the, ner- the neurons that have been found in the brain, there are neural cells in our hearts. So our hearts are like another brain. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also said that when someone experiences trauma or a really impactful experience in their lives, it gets imprinted in our brain, but it also gets imprinted in our heart. Mm. So when we're unraveling trauma, you know, sometimes we can go to psychotherapists forever and wonder like, well, I've processed it, I've talked about it, but I don't know, it's still not, I haven't released it completely. That's because there's something in our hearts as well that needs to be released. Mm. So when we're working with our heart, and you know, you said with the singing, it's like and when we're talking, you can just feel it in your heart, is that that is actually the play a huge place of power and a place of manifestation and creation. It's not just, you know, a little wavelength. It's like when we love, when we get passionate, when we activate these emotions, these emotions are stored in our our heart center, in this region of our chest. Our chest is the seat of our electromagnetic field. So it's this energy broadcasting station. So when we learn how to work with our emotions and our hearts, it helps us to be even more powerful creators. And also, it helps us to to be the ones who are directing the vibrational experience. You know, for example, I'm sure maybe some people who are listening are can maybe consider themselves empaths. And mm-hmm. empaths often feel like, oh, they go into a place and it's like, oh, the energy is too much for me. I don't like it. Or or the negativity of my family or my in-laws. You know, I'm sure that's a, <laughs> that can be a big one. <laughs> I love my in-laws. <laughs> what a blessing. And I'm sure we all do. Of um, course. <laughs> but, you know, there can be areas of trigger where we feel that the world is caving in on us. Mm-hmm. But when we learn how to work with our the vibration of our heart center and our electromagnetic field, the energy that we emit becomes the strongest energy and then other vibrations attune to that. And that's mm. called the law of entrainment. And when my kids were little, whenever I could get a clear head enough around it to remember that, I would practice that. I would practice that at the dinner table. If they were like crazy and all over the place, I would come back to my center, feel myself broadcasting this heart space energy, see everyone calm. And then in a few minutes, eventually everyone would be calm or going to bed. It's like, okay, I'm broadcasting this heart energy. Everyone's relaxed. You know, they're falling asleep. I see them asleep. So we have a lot of power when we start to connect with our hearts, with our energy centers. And then our voices are this conduit of that energy. And I mean, as mothers, we know that we have this ability to love and to hold space and to to heal and to soothe. So this these are powers and ability that we can then even further 
carry and direct with our voice. Subtle powers that aren't powers that we're taught about in school. You know, we're taught about mental mastery or mastery of ideas or concepts. But the person who holds the vibrational space, that's the one who's really commanding what is happening within it. I mean, I know you all can't see me, those listening, but the whole time I'm just nodding my head with my eyes almost closed. I'm like, yes, yes. I feel that so much. And I truly believe in the power mothers have to change everything in their families and their communities. And, you know, we just, sometimes we think that we have to do these big things and we have to control things outside of us, but truly it all begins here in our center and like coming home to that mm-hmm. and what, and, 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 and singing and, and being in song is like, is, is like a coming home. It's mm-hmm. like a living, it's a living in that vibration of your heart, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And when we sing it also, it uses our whole brain. So it can really make us, especially for kids, much smarter. And there's like, there are whole brain learning systems that combine like sounds and certain movements to really activate the whole brain to imprint new concepts Mm. um, for children while they're learning. And of course, we're continuing to build these neural pathways within our own brain throughout our whole lives. The other thing that singing does, so it works on our whole brain, and when we sing together with others, it syncs us all up and also has the capacity to sync us with the earth. And Mm. so much of dis-ease and war and strife comes from disharmony. It comes from everybody's like just out of alignment with each other. So when we come together, especially in group spaces and we sing together and when we hold intention, we can create the larger fields of energy. And, Mm. you know, some of the the Native American indigenous prophecies from around the world, they they talked about, well, the Mayan prophecies talked about 2012 being the end of the Mayan calendar. I don't know if you've touched this at all with your audience. But then the next, um, so there's in the Mayan calendar, there's uh, 26,000 year cycles that mm-hmm. govern different experiences of of societal and cultural development. So in 2012, that was kind of the transition point. We're actually still on the transition point between the end of one age and then the dawning of a new age, a new 26,000 year cycle, which is a cycle of more peace and harmony. And Mm -hmm. in alignment with that, the prophecies have said that this is an age of the woman, Mm -hmm. of the mothers. Of led by this recognition of the importance of the health of the totality mm. you know and and that we're transmitting it's not this like expert culture that we need somebody to be our intermediary or our savior it's that you know you think about what you do with your kids you need to teach them the ropes you know they have to know how to tie their shoes they have to know like that fire is dangerous. Like, you know, you have to convey all of your wisdom to them so that they can be the best versions of themselves possible. So I feel like also this is um, 
the this new paradigm that we're emerging into this recognition that we really have to give each other all the tools necessary so that we can maximize our success that we no longer need an expert which singing reminds us you know in a choir of voices mm. we are all part of the symphony um you know in the in the symphony of life mm-hmm. everything the birds and the trees and the wind are all the whales and the ocean um the dolphins are all an essential part of what makes up the fabric of life so in a sense you know i would challenge anyone who thinks why should i sing you know who are you to deny the the universe to deny creation of your note in the symphony mm Oh, I'm going to, that's going to be a quote. That is so beautiful. So beautiful. And what's so amazing is as our mothers move into liberating and, and, and moving into their hearts through their song, what an impact that has on the children. I mean, that's, it's everything. I mean, and, and like you said, it really does. And I feel this calms the nervous system. I notice when I feel a little off, I just, my body automatically starts humming Mm. and it's like this uh, this automatic response the more we can like move through that i just i i really hope mamas are getting this and how healing it is and it's simple and it's free and Rhea, you've created something really amazing um if you know that that i'm just blown away by i'm so excited about is a songkeeper school And it's, it's, it's an, it's a, it's a container to come and sing and learn how to, will you you tell us a little bit more about it? I don't want to, yeah, you know, but I would love for you to share (laughs) with our our listeners. Yes. Um, The Songkeeper School is a six month program of sacred singing, earth honoring, and we work with reconnecting to our voice, Mm. connecting to our hearts and deepening our listening, deepening our listening to ourselves. You mm. know, the world, like we get to a certain point and it's so focused on productivity and what you're going to do and how you're going to contribute. And, you know, in, in symbol, I mean, we live in a world of polarity, of duality. And in symbolism, you can see that represented through the symbol of the yin and the yang. The yang is this this masculine force of I'm going to get it done. I'm going to create it. But the yin is the receptivity. It's the listening. It's the space holding. And the yin and the yang, it's 50-50. It's 50 yang, 50 yin. And our world has maybe gotten to like 99% yang (laughs) and like 1% yin. And we think, well, there's not too much value because, again, then this money um, way of relating. So coming back to recognizing that the balance of the the listening the coming into our hearts the singing to ourselves because you know for artists and creatives being in that space of inspiration is just as important as being in the space of creation Mm. and we need to remember ourselves you know, it's like so often when we're in that place, I mean, especially as moms, we're like, you know, we need to take care of everything for everybody else. You know, how often I know for me, I would get to the end of the day and or to the end of the week or the month and think like, wow, did I did I even remember that I mattered in this equation? Mm. And, you know, if we are 
setting up a world in which it doesn't matter how we feel or we don't matter it's just about how much i can get done we're transmitting that that vibration that belief system to our kids so of course we have a world where we treat each other like nobody matters, just as how much that we can get from one another. So the Songkeeper School is designed to give us time, take time out to come back to our hearts, to come back to this remembrance of how valuable and important we are. And to listen to ourselves, to hear our own voice, to sing together. And we go out in nature. We go and work with the elements. So we'll sing to the rising sun, we'll sing to the ocean, we'll sing to the trees, um, we'll sing to the wind. We work also with singing to our family system and singing to our ancestors. And there's so much energy that can be moved through sound. So we learn how to work with our intentions and sing to them to create openings and change. And, and we work with mantra and sound practices to help us move stuck energy in our lives. And also singing is a profound way to help us process through our emotions. You know, when we feel, you know, really sad or stuck or, you know, just like you've been saying that you've been humming and singing, we can work with that heaviness or that sorrow or even some unknown places through the act of singing. So we come together in a group. We learn how to do that. And one other thing that I'll say is um, our our ability to sing and to vocalize, you know, in that yin yang example is direct re directly related to our listening, to the messages that we've received over time. Mm -hmm. So if maybe we've been abused or we've been told things that just like didn't feel good for ourselves, somewhere along the line, we kind of put up our hands and we're like, no more, I'm not hearing that. So what happens is we shut down a spectrum of our listening, which shuts down a, a part of our ability to speak, articulate, and create. So we're also working with sound for healing so that we can open up those places in our listening again, so that we can allow and trust the universe, trust life enough to say, okay, I'm an adult now. I honor this sacred temple that is me, and now I can choose what messages come in. So I'm welcoming in life. And then through that, through that act of welcoming in life, then the flow of life through us can come mm. through our voices, through our projects, through our creative endeavors, through our communication, through our love languages. So it's it's completely intertwined with our, with our fullness of expression as human beings. Mm. Mm. Oh, I just felt every single word in my heart. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So um, what I'm going to, I mean, and if your hearts are fluttering like mine, my friends, then I'm going to have... I'll have a link that you can connect with Raya because you, you, you're very intentional about creating the space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's uh, I, when I was singing to the mountains, um, I could also in different places, I mean, in the Ko'olau mountains of Hawaii, if you go into nature and you start to sing you and you're tuned in, like I could really feel the ancestors the ancestors of the land that had been protecting it and singing to it and honoring it throughout time. And as I turned my attention toward honoring their land, I felt them so joyfully honoring with me. Mm 
And then in the Chiricahua Mountains of Arizona, when I was singing to those mountains, the Chiricahuas are the last, were, the, were the last stronghold of the Apache Nation, where the Apaches lived in harmony before they were finally captured and sent off to other places. Mm -hmm. But again, when I was singing there, I could feel like the, the, the tribes, the communities, like around their sacred fires, it's like singing also. Like it, it opens us up to this extrasensory awareness that there's more to life than just what we see in the physical. And then we're joining forces with with life itself we're joining forces with the ancestors with the protectors with the the spirit of the trees with the spirit of the birds i mean we see in our our children you know with wide-eyed amazement you know they they just love that pigeon you know they just love that bunny rabbit and you know and it doesn't it's it's because they're already so open to that there's more to life than just this reductionist perspective of physical matter. And so when we sing in this context, it helps us to open our awareness so that we're part of this circle of life and mm -hmm. that we belong and that we're valuable and that we matter and that we're connected. You know, really the the ill of this age is so much disconnection, isolation and loneliness. And it's an illusion that we're fed. We're fed it through social media, we're fed it through living in each our individual distinct, you know, box of a home mm -hmm. and but in truth, we're so connected, so loved and adored by the natural world and everything is working for our benefit to assist us. And so creating this program was also a way for us to come back online, really online, you know, online with life itself to remember, you know, how much we matter, to remember our sense of belonging and connectedness and and relieve some of that suffering, not only within our own hearts, but the disconnection of our world. Mm. I mean, and, and, and you're speaking to, as we speak to mothers, we know that so well of how it feels to be disconnected and isolated and doing all the things by ourselves. And it gets lonely, I, I know. And I also know that we have an opportunity to connect. And this is one way, you know, if you're looking to activate, to sing, to be in this type of container, which sounds like magic to me, um, you know, it's it's just, you gotta let your heart lead. But I'm gonna make sure, Rhea, that I have um, a way for people to connect with you. So if you have interest in joining me in this um, in this Songkeeper School, and it begins, and I, I made sure that we're publishing this um, this week so that, because it starts this Sunday. Yeah, it starts this Sunday. And it's available <laughs> online as well as in person for people who are close by. But we've, I've been doing this for a few years now. We have community from all over the world. And <clears throat> interestingly enough, without even trying, <clears throat> I attracted a lot of mothers. And the mothers really, it's been so beautiful <clears throat> to watch them find their voices and drop into their hearts and receive deeper healing, to have connection with one another. Um, because we all need it right now. We need the validation that what we're going through, we're not alone, that there's lots of craziness in the world. And yeah. just, you know, the reflection back of, I see your magnificence. I see how beautiful you are. Like, you've got this. Um, it's just another step in the journey. And 
you know, we need that, that support and that affirmation. We really do. We need to link arms and walk each other home, right mm. back to our hearts. <laughs> yes. All right, thank you. This has just been such a beautiful conversation. I just feel so lit up. I mean, this is one I'm gonna listen to again because I really just feel the frequency and the vibration that you hold is just so much light and truly is inspiring so many people. And I'm just so honored to have you on our podcast. Thank you so much. Becky, thank you so much. It's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you. I can't wait to meet you in person and just give you a huge squeeze. (laughs) Yes. It's gonna happen. I know it. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us. Make sure you check the show notes so you can get more information on the Songkeeper School and we'll check you, uh, we'll get you on the next Hippie Moms podcast. Bye.